Coming up this week, off screen. Leon Vitali is a film worker. We witness a Cambodian spring. Fulfillments of a goal in Jeune Femme. And Deadpool comes again with Deadpool 2. All of us coming more off screen. This is. This is off screen. Off screen. Latest film news and reviews. This is Offscreen, the on-screen radio show. Ooh, welcome to Offscreen. I'm Van Connor. I am Case Allen. Hello, Mr. Allen. Hello. So we've had we've, a week. We've off. been off for a bit. We've had a week off. Yeah. And uh, did you enjoy? It? Did you get to do anything? Yeah, I um, I had some fried halloumi. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, with some sweet chili sauce. That is a week well spent. Is yeah. I, I did it for a solid uh, how how many hours? How many week is? It's not a coincidence. We took a week off right when Aldi started selling the halloumi fries. That's all I'm saying. So, have, have they have they already started? As far as I know. Oh, I think there's there's different varieties. Then then my my halloumi week so that's, continues. That's why you tune into a film show to H- hear halloumi about uh, our halloumi recommendations. Well, we're not talking about films. Yet. This is just the <laughs> hal- halloumi halloumi weekly. This it? is preamble. This is all halloumi preamble. <laughs> this is uh, this is the cheese course. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's let's start like a cheese podcast called Halloumi. Ooh, ooh, yeah. that is oh. that is good. Are, are, are there any podcasts dedicated to cheese? I I don't know. I got a lot of There's cheese got jokes. To be. I got so many cheese jokes. <laughs> uh, um, I was off last week actually producing a show. That's how I was. Producing. Was it about cheese? I was producing a pilot for a show. Oh. So it was politics. It was all politics, and uh, I met people Bless from the Labour Party, and I met people from the Conservative Party, and we discussed Brexit. Oh. You. Bipartisan, so and so, are you? Uh, yeah, do you know? Actually, I used to be a Tory. I was a very died in the wool Tory, and it's only in the sort of the last. And I've let you into my house. But I mean, you, you never knew me way back when. I was very much Rick Mayall in the New Statesman, and <laughs> in every sense, um, <laughs> except for the great surname. Um, and then, obviously, the last ten years, I've, I've become more, more liberal, more, uh, more lefty. Mm. But uh, I'm, I'm more of a I'm more of a centrist, actually. Anyway, so politics aside, um, we've got stuff this week. We've got films, not many films. There's, there's, yeah, to be fair. There's a shortage of films. Pretty sure, but there's some, there's some good films. How weird is this? There are more films being released opposite Solo than there are opposite Deadpool 2. What a weird time to be alive. Yeah. The Ron Howard Star Wars movie has yeah. seven films being released against it. This had like four. Mm. So, yeah. So we're more scared of Ryan Reynolds than Ron Howard in the film industry now. That's... You've seen Da Vinci Code, yeah? You've seen <laughs> Angel of Demons. You've seen... What's the one? Inferno. Oh, God. Your, what was a line from Inferno? Uh, it's not my finest work, but it'll do for the Italians. That sums it up. <laughs> That's brilliant. That is uh, the best line in that film. And the fact that it comes from... I can't remember... Who's the actor? Irfan uh, Khan? Irfan Khan. Irfan Khan. Yeah. Uh, the fact that it comes from Irfan Khan is just the greatest thing in that movie, because he's just, just cool AF. He's cool him. AF. He's cool AF. That's yeah. it. Um, so, uh, before we get to uh, news, before we get to reviews, before we get to box office top five, and we're going to have some fun with that this week because there's some doozies of tweets out there. Um, like, no good <laughs> tweets. They're all just doozies. All doozies. Well, well we've, we've had a couple of those. We, we had that tweet a couple, of, a couple of weeks ago that wasn't for or against. He just, he just told us the plot of the film. Oh, wasn't that one? Rampage is based on a computer game from 1986. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, thanks for tweeting us. Four stars. <laughs> I think it was last week when we were off, by the way. I still had to do written reviews of films. Mm. And uh, every film I reviewed last week was a three-star film. 
It was an right. absolutely three star week. Just average, just yeah. average week. Two of those films are now in the in, in the box office top five. What was it? So what? What of those? We that was was that I feel pretty. Maybe uh, I feel pretty. That was one. Life um, of the party. Life of the party. Sherlock Gnomes. Was Sherlock Gnomes. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have kind of what's like short reviews for those. And uh, I think I think we'll have we'll have short reviews because we, yes. we've got we've got an excess of time this week. So we um, before we get to all that, then right, we need some news. What do you got for me? Give me something something big to kick us off. Something suitably large. This is bigish. Is it bigish? Bigish. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna I'm gonna blow it. All, all to begin with, I'm going to work up to it. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. So this is this is my starter. Uh, this is the cheese course. This is the cheese course. <laughs> Does the cheese course come first or, or later? Fried halloumi, the film, will be right. coming. <laughs> Sequel to Sausage Party. Naturally. Oh, yes, naturally. <laughs> uh, Zombieland 2 is going to happen, apparently. Why? Why? Because it made a decent amount of change. Yeah, it made a decent amount of change nine years ago. Yeah, nine years. And you nostalgia. Know that, you know, in even that if time, it's nine year old nostalgia. Well, exactly. Why don't you wait fifteen years and actually make it properly nostalgic? Because Jesse Eisenberg will actually be bald like Lex Luthor then. Probably. We we need that curly hair. Yeah, but after it. Lex Luthor, I never want to see Jesse Eisenberg again. Um, oh, I do. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, because I want the sequel to Social Network when <laughs> things have got even worse. Well, when they call him before Congress. Yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> they call him before the Senate hearings. <laughs> oh, you can have it like a play. Do you know, like, when we did, when we did that... Oh, the Michael Sheen, uh, uh, Tony Blair plays kind of thing. Yes, or I was going to go with Helen Mirren... Wait, yes, yeah. What, what was it called? Well, it's it's the Queen first. It was the Queen, then there was the one where she... The audience. That's it. Yeah, where yeah. she's the Queen again, but on stage. That's the Queen too, isn't it, really? But Queen Harder. Yeah, Queen 2, Queen Hard. I absolutely love that. I think yeah. 2 Queen, 2 Royal, something like that. I don't know. Maybe something uh, like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's the Royal Wedding. Have you, have, you, have, you, have you heard about that? Uh, people, have I heard people about, are getting married. Have I heard about the Royal Wedding? Do you yeah. know how I've heard about the Royal Wedding? Because uh, on Monday afternoon, mm. or oh, actually it might be yesterday afternoon, um, I received a push notification to my, my beloved, uh, trusty, uh, you know, smartwatch. And I'm not name branding. They don't sponsor of us. Not. It's fine. And but it rhymes with Mapple. It rhymes with Mapple, according to The Simpsons. Anyway, um, and it was a push alert from BBC News telling me. Of course it was on BBC. Yeah, it's from BBC yeah. News. And it was using, you know, the same system that they used to tell us about terrorist attacks. And it was telling me that, uh, Meghan Markle's dad will not be attending her wedding. And after I briefly had to pause and remember just who in the blue hell Meghan Markle was, and then I thought, Shut so oh, you have seen suits. Was, You've and then seen I went, my oh, it's, it's the suits chick. Yeah, it's the, okay. Yeah, the suits chick's getting married, and oh, royal wedding. Okay, I get it. Yeah, okay, that's why you're using the terrorist alert system to tell me about her guest list. It's, it's okay. news. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. This is worse than the time you told me about something with the cricket team. But uh, you know. I am stupidly going to London this weekend, but not for that purpose. Really? Yeah. What day are you going? I'm going on Sunday. When are you going? Uh, also Sunday. Also, really? I've not booked yet. We should, uh, we should collaborate. We can. Well. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about this we'll off, off air. Off air. Yeah. Off air. I've, I've, I've forgotten where you've gone on the podcast. Be- <laughs> Everyone can listen to uh, our, our plans. And exactly. So, yeah. so, yeah, Sunday will make plans. Yes. Uh, so, it was Zombieland 2. Go on. Yes, um, they're looking at a 2019 uh, release date with all of the original cast. So, they've started to write it now. Okay. Um, Is it Brett uh, Reese and Paul Vernick again? Yes, the guys that have brought us uh, Deadpool and Deadpool 2. And Life. Week. And Life. Yeah. Let's never I- forget that that exists. <laughs> Yeah, when when you want to watch Alien, but not when you want to watch exactly Alien, watch but you Alien. think I'd rather have the GoBots version. Exactly, you, you go with life. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe yeah. Ryan Reynolds will turn up in Zombieland too because he 
Yeah, right. Well, they're pretty big fans. I have they? issues with this. First of all, I don't think it'll ever happen. Uh, secondly, uh, good luck getting Oscar Sick. winner. Yeah, good luck getting Oscar winner Emma Stone back, and uh, you know Oscar nominee Woody Harrelson back. Whoa, whoa. Um, three times Oscar nominee. Woody three Harrelson. times Oscar nominee Woody Harrelson. Do you know oh, what, so, that, that entire main cast yeah. will be nominated for Oscar? Well, including the the the, the Little Miss Sunshine girl nominated for Little Miss Sunshine. What's her name again? I forget. Abigail Breslin. Abigail. I always want to say Abigail Spencer. That's completely different. <laughs> Abigail Spencer is the, the lead from Timeless. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Suits. And and she's in Full Suits. Yes. Is, she, is she going to the wedding? Is she going to the royal wedding? Well, all I know is Gabriel Mark is not going, so that means the, the coolest person who could be going isn't going. Boom. Is he going to be in... Whatever film we'll talk about. Anyway, we've got we've been off for a week. We have. We've, we've, we've gone we've, off a reservation. Give, give me a review. I'll give you a review. Oh, podcast, uh, by the way, plug first. Uh, oh, yeah. Extended edition, more rambling from us, Moment of Cage, lots of fun. iTunes, Deezer, uh, Acast, you know, uh, tune in, pick your podcast platform yeah. preference, all on there. More stuff, more fun, more Cage. Uh, anyway, so um, that's how the phone did, didn't it? Yeah. So, a Cambodian Spring, which I cannot phone in because it's a very moving and emotional documentary. Um, I wasn't in the room, but I'm told it reduced uh, one of my favourite critics to absolute tears. Um, This is a documentary, apparently a nine-year-long labour of love. This has filmed the six years' worth of filming in this uh, from writer-director Christopher Kelly. Um, This is the story of uh, what has led to effectively the Cambodian Spring. This is the idea of the democratically elected uh, government that's been running Cambodia for the last uh, decade or so, having basically decided to portion off land and sell it to uh you know corporations and and developers and things like that and taking it away from the people whose land it rightfully is and we follow those people we follow three distinct people but we tend to be focus on i'm trying to remember his name his name is i think the venerable tepvani i think tepvani he is a monk and he is governed by two forces. He is governed by the outside world, by the Cambodian you know, police and Cambodian law, but he's also governed by his own religious law. His religious law prohibits him from getting involved in the affairs of those who are protesting to save their home. Okay. And he can't stand idly by and watch this happen. He keeps trying to find a loophole and a way that he can insert himself, knowing full well that any wrong step can seem expelled from the order that he's devoted his life to. And, yeah, it's absolutely harrowing. There are scenes in this in which you are watching scores of people, crowds of people, made to stand there in tears, jaws on the floor as their homes and lives are just just knocked to the ground by enormous bulldozers whilst armed police point machine guns at them. Uh, it's devastating. <laughs> It's I uh, I mean it was a it's a very hard watch. There are times in which you sit and you, you you get angry and there's, there are times you just feel emotionally devastated. And there are times you feel you know righteous indignation and it it, it runs you through the full gamut. Um, it's genuinely terrific. Um, it, obviously, it's a nine-year-long labour of love. You feel it. You do feel mm. there is a serious investment in in the material being put before you. And yeah, I was I was really captivated. I was really drawn into this, and it filled me with emotion. It filled me with rage. It filled me with sadness. And yeah, I think if I'd been in that press screening on Monday morning, I'd have been you know, in tears as well. But I wanted to get a later train. So, <laughs> you monster! <laughs> you're, you're basically Jimmy Carter. I basically am history's greatest monster. With the latest film news and reviews. This is Off Screen. The On Screen Radio Show. And we're back, Mr. Allen. So it's been how many years since Deadpool? 
Two. Two. Okay, so this isn't a rushed release at all. Uh, two years, that's about right for a sequel nowadays, isn't it? First sequel that made so much money. All the money. One, yeah. Well, they announced this three days before the first one opened. So, yes, they did. Yeah, yeah, so Deadpool 2 is now here. Uh, Ryan Reynolds now seemingly has complete control of it. That's not a bad thing. Um, not, not necessarily a bad thing. Um, director Tim Miller, who made his directorial debut with the first one, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, who came from a special effects background, has departed. He's gone off to, uh, for some reason, waste his time with the Terminator franchise. And, um, and like, five other things and as like, well. Yeah, five other things. But thereafter, he's wasted his time with the Does Terminator series. Do, do the Sonic film? I think he is. Yeah. Uh, in the meanwhile, we have a new director who um, made his debut with John Wick, having started out as a stunt coordinator. Yeah, John Wick, kind of similar to Deadpool, just not with a big kind, red kind of Bo- yeah. uh, body condom. Body condom. That's body what he condom. calls it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. So Deadpool Two is here. Is he set? <clears throat> what do you think? Seemingly about five minutes after the first one, isn't it? Seemingly, yeah. Um, and what we what we what we greeted with really is we have the same sort of setup as the first movie, where we start in media res. We start at sort of the beginning of the second act, mm. I think, effectively. Or did we in the first one? We start at the end of the second act, didn't we? We do. Yes. And this so time it's, we so start, it's maybe not as far along. Not as far along. But we start at the beginning of the second act with. Deadpool doing something that we can't explain necessarily straight off the bat. We have to go back in time six weeks to basically five minutes after the end of the first movie and sit through a montage of Deadpool doing what Deadpool does, which is effectively kicking ass and taking names, except the names are already given to him in advance and that's how he knows who's asked to kick. Yeah, it's and way more convenient. That's it's, more, it's, it's, more, it's more efficient. It, it is. It's a better use of your time to get mm. the names first. Um, it turns out that he's basically become the ultimate mercenary, dishing out justice for, you know, the little guy. And uh, in a Meanwhile, um, a a a let's just say a voyager from the distant future returns to our time in order to snuff out a potential threat to the future, which in this case takes the form of a teenage boy, Ricky Baker. Ricky Baker, aka uh, Julie, Julie Dennison, Dennison from yeah. Hunt, is he only from Hunt for the Wilder People? I, well, that's, Ooh, that's certainly his biggest thing, isn't paper it? Paper Planes, that's what I knew Yes, from. you really enjoyed that, didn't yes, you? Yes, Paper Planes with Sam Worthington. I need to watch that. I feel dirty for saying I enjoyed that Sam Worthington film. You enjoyed The Titan as well. I did enjoy The Titan. And How do you feel about Man, Man on Ledge? Ledge. Uh, I love Man on Ledge. I think someone's Sam Worthington fan. Oh, good God, I need a shower. <laughs> anyway, so in order to protect the young boy from this Voyager from the Future, Cable, played by Josh Brolin, who you may have seen on a poster or two, mm-hmm. uh, Deadpool forms his own team, as this clip will very quickly tell you. Kids give us a chance to be better than we used to be. He needs you. You're a lot smarter than I look. <laughs> I ain't letting Cable kill this kid. But I can't do this alone. We're going to form a super-duper group. That's what we're going to do. Our group will be forward-thinking, gender-neutral. We will be known as x-force isn't that a little derivative you're absolutely right and i loved that i, I think there's a gag there it was like we because he expanded in the film isn't it? it's like we yes, can be gender is. neutral x-men really men and you're like yeah actually that is a good point mm. and i'm glad the film made it because that has never occurred to me in the 50 years that the x-men have existed or in the 35 years that i've been alive but uh yeah so Decent supporting cast. I mean, Josh Brolin's very a lot, decent. Very decent. Josh Brolin's a lot of fun. Julian Dennison is great. What's he's, not he to is love? Ricky Baker. He is Ricky. Baker. I like that he's not got an American accent. He's just from New Zealand. He is still, and I think that's a a, a, a really specific and very clever choice. Like, you know what? We're not going to explain it. Mm. Just is. We live in this world now. It's multicultural. Deal with it. Zazie Beats is great. Is it Zazie or Zazie? 
Is it Zazzy? Uh, I've heard Zazzy. Is it Zazzy? I didn't know until this last week. Apparently, uh, Gillian Jacobs is actually called Gillian Jacobs. Really? According to RuPaul's Drag Race, on which she guest starred. And that is the authority on name pronunciation. Exactly. Mm. If you've chosen the name RuPaul, you get to tell me how to pronounce things. <laughs> I love anyway. his full name is RuPaul Charles. I know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, so um, also in there, Karen Sony from uh, from the first movie, from uh, Blunt Talk, from Ghostbusters, who plays uh, Dopinda. Yeah, who is, who is a full character now. Who's got, he's a full character, even though he only seems to have the character arc of the cab driver from Rush Hour 3. But Yes. Uh, yeah, he has yeah. the exact character arc. But just a, some, a little bit more screen time. A little bit more depth. And we never get to hear what happened to his, his great love. So, no, which is don't. which is a shame. Um, however, uh, I think Zazie Beats, Zazie Beats, whichever one we go with, let's call the whole thing off. Um, I think Beats. I think Z Beats. Yeah. Z Beats. Beats, Beats by Z. Beats by Z. Thank Beats you. Beats by Z. Be- Beats by Z. Beats by Z. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, she owns the film. She's the best thing in it. She's spectacular. The very frenetic way in which David Leach knows how to choreograph action Mm. stuff, he basically applies to an entire film here. Even the dialogue-driven character comedy beats, he puts a lot of that verve, that John Wicky drive into Mm. it, and it works, and Zazie Beats comes off brilliantly as a result of it. She is amazing, but... She is not Peter. She is not Peter. Um, and that's what I was coming to. A very small role for Rob Delaney that, you know what, they say there's no such thing as a small part. Mm. And Rob Delaney has proven that here. As Peter, he has <laughs> the best role in the film. It's he incredible. has probably about three minutes of screen time if you tote it all up. Yeah, but I, I would just watch about three minutes just over and over. I, I want entire short films of made about Peter. the life of Peter. Have you seen their social network, official social network accounts for Peter? Yeah. People yeah. have made fan posters for Peter. I'm, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Yeah. And it just finally explained why he grew that ridiculous mustache last year. Anyway. True. Yeah. Because he had a, like a big glorious beard. He which, did. I yeah, did wonder. Sure, I really yeah. did wonder. Anyway, uh, Ryan Reynolds, as fun as he's ever going to be. Um, if I have issues with this film, and I do, um, I think it is in the writing. I think it's in what I would describe as a John Wick 2 slash Austin Powers 2 effect. It is a case of when you've got a film that comes out of nowhere... And, and surprises you and manages to be as fun as John Wick, as fun as the first Austin Powers, as fun as Deadpool. Deadpool. Um, it's, the sequel is never going to measure up to that. And it's never not going to be a bad, the sequel isn't bad. And in all three cases that I've just named, which includes Deadpool, mm. the sequel is not bad. The sequel is very good. The sequel just isn't quite as impressive as that first one yeah. is. And I, I think the same could be said for like Guardians of the Galaxy, mm. that second one, yeah. which I really, I probably enjoy about as much as, Deadpool too, but it's the same kind of thing. You weren't expecting the first Guardians, and you weren't expecting to be so good, and to kind of capitalise on something. I would, you have you're making a face. I'm making I'm making a counterpoint face at you. Please, please continue. Please continue. I want, I want, I, my counterpoint will only come once you are complete. Marge, can I play devil's advocate? <laughs> Uh, I think I think I'm done. I just want to I want to hear the the, the, the retort. But my, my retort is I think there is an issue with tone, and I think it's an issue with tone. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I, uh, yeah doesn't definitely. so much apply to Austin Powers in the sequel equation, but applies to John Wick, for instance. And that's in ta- in trying to do the tried and tested sequel thing, which is simply take the things that people like and make them bigger. What you've got, what you wind up with is a little bit of an imbalance. And whereas Deadpool One was a very simplistic film, very very simplistic story, and it was all about that character driven comedy what deadpool 2 shoehorns in is quite simply an excess of plot and because for the very first time with this character we've only had two times but for the first time with this character we have to deal with the idea of there being an actual plot Mm. it feels a little off kilter and i don't think the character character and the tone of that character quite recover from it 
And I mean, I came away from this, and I think we had this conversation earlier, thinking, was anybody out there really looking for an emotional arc for Deadpool ever? I think people would have complained if they hadn't done that. But I think people would have thought. Yeah, but I think people would have thought that, oh, we're just doing the exact same thing. So I, I respect them for doing that. It's like a Spider-Man movie in which, he, in which he's never in the mask. You know, it, it's kind of like that. There is quite a lot of it somewhere he's not in the suit. There, actually, yes, there is. There really is. And you think, the movie's not called Wade Wilson. It's called Deadpool. Mm. Give me Deadpool. And, I mean, I, I had this out with a couple of critics. I'm not going to name names. I had this out with a, a friend of mine. I'm, I'm very fond of her yesterday in which she she said to me i'm sorry i i, I don't think it's I, I don't get deadpool i don't think it's very funny i said well i've been a fan of deadpool for about 15 years i'd say since mm. since the cable and deadpool series about 2004 which is a fantastic comic if you ever get a chance to read it it's basically the the sort of third act of this movie on a regular basis mm. like an episodic tv series uh i went and the whole point of Deadpool, actually, weirdly, in, in the movies, is they're not quite nasty enough. I mean, if you want it to be authentic to the comics, then you're looking at a hard 18, and you're looking at a character that will put a bullet in the middle of someone's head, then sever that head, take it home, and do things to it whilst making jokes that you never, never want to see on a cinema screen. And Well, some people do. Well, I would want to see but it, I, but then I'd, I'd be, want to see an actual Deadpool movie. <laughs> so, yeah, you wouldn't want to be sat next to me in the no. cinema when that's on, so I'd be laughing my ass off. But... Um, but yeah, I think this is as close as we're ever going to get. I think it's pretty brilliant for what it is. I don't think it measures up to the first movie. I think if you're a diehard fan, your beloved housemate and best friend is. True. To, True story. To, to, to an extent that I can completely sympathise on an Iron Man level. Mm. And I think the diehard fans are going to love it because it's Deadpool. But I think even they will be hard-pressed to say that this is a genuinely better film than the first movie. The first movie had that that mean indie sensibility to it. So if you're a fan of uh, John McClane and Die Hard, you'll... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting to make that joke for a yeah. long time. Sorry. Did I say Die Hard or Deadpool? No, you, say, you said Die Hard fans. Oh, thank you. Thank you. There we are. Sorry. I was worried that I'd said... Die Hard of Deadpool. No, I just wanted to give you a really terrible joke to throw you off. Oh, it did. It did, absolutely, because you made me doubt myself. Get it. I, I feel bad now, uh, and I should be ashamed. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Uh, that, that would probably be my superpower, cast, you- cast, casting doubt into others. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk, by the way, about yes. some of the brilliant sort of side heroes in this movie? And I am thinking <laughs> of, like, hashtag The Vanisher. <gasps> who, brilliantly, yeah. by the way, is one of the only characters who doesn't have his own emoji on Twitter. True. Yeah, and you think it's kind of amazing. That's kind of the point, isn't it? Yeah. A friend of mine went. There's no, there's no emoji for the vanisher. I'm like, yeah, there is. It's right there. Why can't you see it? But there you go. Yeah, yeah. Wait until you know who the vanisher is. Because we do. Yeah, we do get to see. Um, yeah, it's. You know what? If you're a fan of the first movie, it's not going to live up to the dizzying heights of the first movie, but it's going to get you about eighty percent of the way there. It's, jo- it's John Wick too. It's John Wick too. That's it. Do you know what? That's where we go. Deadpool 2 is John Wick 2. Coincidentally, from the director of John Wick and John Wick 2. With the latest film news and reviews, this is Offscreen, the on-screen radio show. Welcome back to the show, Mr. Allen. <laughs> so, uh, top five, you want to get on that? Do you remember the time when we used to do the top ten? Yeah, but it took like forever. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Top five. Number five. Breaking in. So this is the Gabriel Union one. Yeah, Gabriel Union one. Have you, have you seen this? No, I have not seen this. Gabriel um, Union, sister of Ray J. Is she? 
I don't know. Am, am I getting that completely wrong? I have no idea. All I know is that her Bad Boys spin-off series didn't get picked up, so... Oh, yeah, that was going to be... Yeah, yeah. it was going to be her and Jessica Alba. We're gonna, it's going to be like Bad Girls. They didn't get, they get a title. Oh, it's LA's Finest. That was it. They were going to call it LA's Finest. Sure, you'd just call it Bad Girls. You'd call it Bad Girls, wouldn't you? Or did, did they get sued by ITV? Well, no, because in terms of TV, you can be, you can name a series the same as another series. All the time. It happens I'm, I'm going to have a TV show and call it The Bill. That's what I'm going why not? They released, Come a at me, ITV. they released a film called Bill. Why not? <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but it's not the Bill. <laughs> hey, hey, that movie is the Bill. All right? <laughs> it's, it's the Bill of my heart. I will defend horrible histories until the day I die. Bill is great, actually. Bill's great. Did you watch it? It was on Christmas, wasn't it? It's amazing. It yeah. don't, don't, don't watch Breaking In. Yeah, don't watch Breaking In. Just you know go, the go, go on to the iPlayer, where Bill will perennially <laughs> exist <laughs> forever. Yeah. yeah. It's a great movie. Exactly. Um, so, uh, I haven't seen Breaking In. It looks like the kind of 90s home invasion thrill that I kind of enjoy. Um, generally speaking, I don't see why not. It's, it's a smart home, isn't it? It's... it's like, yeah. So it's a 90s suburban thriller with a smart home. I mean, I'm sold. And also, I quite like Gabrielle Union. As do I. Yeah. Yeah. Was she in, I want to say, 10 Things I Hate About You? Was she in... Oh, possibly. I think she came out with my favourite line of dialogue in that film. Which is? Which I use in a lot of reviews to this day. Which is, I know you can be overwhelmed and you can be underwhelmed, but can you ever just be whelmed? whelmed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. You've heard me use that a thousand times. (laughs) Um, Has anyone on Twitter, however, uh, seen this movie? Because maybe they can, can step in for us. Maybe they can give us their expert opinions, having experienced it firsthand. Yes. So, oh, this is a great name. Okay. What have we got? Cash Daddy. Cash Daddy. Cash Daddy says, So I watched Hashtag Breaking In last night, and I have to say, I'm shocked at how poorly written and rushed that movie was. Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. Cash Daddy has spoken. Number four. Life of a Party. Which... I enjoyed very much, actually. I I had a good time with it. I seem to enjoy Bismuth McCarthy, Ben Falcone. Ben Falcone, yeah. Falcone. Falcone? Falcone. Falcone, because I don't think he's part of the New Jersey mob. So, Falcone. Falcone is a Batman villain, isn't he? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Tom Wilkinson, isn't it? Carmine. Yes. Carmine Carmine Falcone is Tom Wilkinson. Let's sack yourself. Let's go watch Batman Begins. Yeah, yeah, sack yourself. But have you 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 not seen this one? Did you watch it? I've I've not had the pleasure. I'm maybe going to see it next week, because I I quite quite like those those films they do. I don't think I'll be disappointed. I mean, it pretty much is what you think it is. It's the exact comedy, on, and it's the exact sort of six and a half to seven out of ten comedy that you think it is. I mean, Um, I've heard that uh, Gillian Jacobs is in it. (laughs) Gillian Jacobs is in it. Um, Also... uh, (laughs) <laughs> there's there's an appearance by uh what's the name what's the mum from Modern Family's name? Uh, Julie Bowen. Julie Bowen. Julie Bowen's in there and is the recipient of a scene with uh Melissa McCarthy and Maya Rudolph that absolutely owns this movie. It is such a great scene, such a brilliant sort of late second act scene mm. that when the third act then kinda disappoints, you don't care because mm. that scene that was, so, was good. so good. That's it. I mean, the biggest issue with it really with it is it has very little to say. It, it it purports like it puts its foot forward as if it does, but mm. then really doesn't deliver on anything. There's no overarching point to it. It is just meh. Mum goes to college. The end. You know that's it. <laughs> what there we are. Must McCarthy. She can she can make that work. Has someone tweeted about it? At Tor Hart says just saw hashtag Life of the Party with my dad, and in the scene where at my Rudolph screams out of the window at Xena. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm assuming Christina Aguilera. Oh, yes, 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 Christina Aguilera is in there. She's like the Mike Tyson of this movie. To go, to go with the hangout. Spoiler for everyone, but 
Can, can you even spoil a film like this? No, no, actually, Christina Aguilera, they pretty much advertise up front on the opening credits that Christina Aguilera oh, really? is part of it. Yeah. Oh, no way. And I think they even go so far as to say Christina Aguilera as herself. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. Take, take that, Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> I know, ain't Britney in no yeah. uh, SNL spin-off movies. Anyway, back back to the tweet. Okay, cool. Uh, where uh, my Rudolph screams out window at Xtina. My dad started laughing so hard he was crying in the theatre. I have never seen my father cry in the theatre before. Well, I have, and that was the last time I ever saw my dad. Wow. Number three. I feel pretty. I'm glad you do. I feel pretty and gay. Um, so, I feel pretty is the latest Amy Schumer. It's like the third one of these Amy Schumer sort of headlining movies. Uh, Trainwrecked. Trainwrecked. Snatched. Snatched, and then this. And this I've is... seen Trainwrecked. I enjoyed it. And I'll, I'll stop there. Yeah, don't watch Snatched. I mean, aside from Ike Barinholtz's character, there's nothing to shout home about. Um, he, he needs like a proper star in vehicle. He really does. Yeah. Well, he's got his own film to do, so I'm, I'm sure he'll give himself a good decent role in it. Mm. Um, what's that called? The, the Contract or... Some, the pledge or the the oath it's the oath isn't the it oath. the oath hmm. uh, that's how is it Thanksgiving I think I'll have a look anyway um, this one is shallow hell for women the only thing is shallow hell had a point had something to say had a meaning had a message this doesn't hmm. if it does it kind of gets lost amidst Amy Schumer's gurning for lack of a better term and I I just couldn't get on board with this I um I I, I kept thinking. Is it going somewhere? Is it going to mean something? And really, once you get past the inevitable, it's not what's on the outside, it's what's on the inside thing that counts. You think, yeah, that's all well and good, except you're giving us a character who really isn't very likable on the inside either. I think that's the issue with it. I I kind of applaud what it's trying to do, Mm. if it is that self-love kind of message, but I I don't know if it's been put in the right package. <laughs> it's, not been put in the right, it's not been put in the right terms. Yeah. And to be honest, the film stages itself in such a way as to basically undermine its point straight off the bat. I mean, for instance, the film perpetuates this, this ongoing belief that Amy Schumer is the representation of the largest, most hideous woman in the world. Hmm. To which you think, uh, uh, okay, I don't know where you hang out, but uh, I want to live there. Mm. And at the same time, though, there is another glaring hypocrisy in that one of her best friends is played by A.D. Bryant. Who, who is amazing. Who is amazing. And actually, as it happens, way, way funnier than Amy Schumer. Yes. And more deserving of an ongoing Condi Central series. Um, but also physically larger than Amy Schumer. And you think, okay, that's a weird thing to overlook, but... Uh, okay, I'll just, I'm going with it. Mm. And you go with I, it, and you go with it, and see, you go with I, it. I, I thought this when I found out that Ada Bryant was going to be in the film. Mm. And I was thinking I would be on board with it as long as in the third act there was a scene where Ada Bryant essentially calls her on this. Yes, and the problem is the film never addresses that. Well, that's an it issue. It never <laughs> really addresses it. Yeah. it and, and it is an issue, and you come away from it all thinking, well, you know what, Michelle Williams was a lot of fun. And that makes up for it. That's, she's doing that's... like the Tilda Swinton. Yeah, she's doing the Tilda Swinton. Michelle Williams is good enough that I might give it a pass. Fine. But then again, I'm not personally affected by any of the issues in the film. I'd imagine if, exactly. if I were. We, yeah. yeah. Well, we can't talk, can we? You know, I don't think either of us particularly have tremendous body confidence issues, and neither of us are women. So, yeah, we're kind hmm. of out of our depth on this one. I think obviously guys can do that, but this mm. is very much targeted. This is for women. A very, very specifically targeted at women. If, if it was a different oh. thing, where like there was a guy going for a similar, like if her love interest had also had body you body see, issues, but that's a level of intelligence the film simply doesn't have. Isn't it bad when we're like writing a better film? Yeah, we are oh, writing a better movie hey, right now. Yeah. Look, Ad Bryant's calling her out. The boyfriend <laughs> has issues. 
Yeah, you know what? Okay, has anyone on Twitter written a better film? Yes, um, saying the exact opposite thing, but we have just said. Okay, well, those um, so. <laughs> <laughs> at uh, Hayley uh, underscore Harris says thank you uh, at Amy Schumer for hashtag I feel pretty such an inspiring film and so relatable for all of us women who constantly self-criticise and compare ourselves to others here's to more self-love admiration and empowering others one of those emojis where it's the two hands going up preach I th- I, oh, was that the preach. preach I thought it was either preach or yas Oh, okay, but it could be. I thought I've only ever seen it used as preach. It, it could be whatever you know, broad city stylized emoji is popular this week. Uh, hand clapping and a heart emoji. Okay, we well see the point there. You see the idea that a young woman of a sort of relevant age will draw something entirely different from this film than yeah. we will, and that's that's great. F- fine, that's that's great. I'm not saying it's a bad film. I'm just saying I didn't particularly enjoy it. I don't think particularly think it's a well put together one. It's, it's no, it's great. no Sherlock Gnomes. It is no Sherlock Gnomes. Certainly no Snowpiercer. Number two. Oh, wouldn't you know it? Sherlock Gnomes. Right, Sherlock Gnomes is two films in one. So it is a it's, Sherlock. It's part Zodiac. It's part Zodiac, and it's it's part copycat, the 1995 Holly Hunter Sigourney Weaver thriller, with Harry Connick Jr. as yeah. the as the killer, mm. like Ginger Harry Connick Jr. with the buck teeth. Oh yeah, yeah. oh that oh. that'll, that'll oh. be an amazing uh, double bill isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> what a deep pull that was. Well done, <laughs> thank you. That was the first serial killer movie I could pull out of my ass in a second. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think, of what, what, what was that? Uh, Sally Field, Kiefer Sutherland one where he kills her daughter. Is that Eye for an Eye? Eye for an eye. Eye for an eye. Yeah. With Ed Harris. With Ed Harris. Yeah. Of course, Ed Harris. Of course, Ed Harris is a bit Also, 1995. What a great year for us. Good films. year for serial killer mm. movies. Also, the year seven came out. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. But we can't talk about seven anymore for reasons. For reasons. Well, let's just imagine that Michael Stites was cast as originally intended. Anyway. Yeah. I forgot that was a thing. That yeah. was a thing. Anyway, so, um, Sherlock Gnomes. Half of it is a Sherlock Holmes spin-off of Naomi and Juliet. The other half is a sequel to Nomeo and Juliet. Mm. And the Sherlock Holmes movie, a.k.a. Sherlock Gnomes, is a better movie. It's a, it's actually an enjoyable movie. You've got Johnny Depp basically hamming it up. Being, and it's not really a challenge to play Sherlock Holmes anymore. Because, you know, post-Benedict Cumberbatch and even Robert Downey Jr., in the last few years, you can kind of phone in a Sherlock Holmes performance. Um, Will Fowler is going to be... Sherlock Holmes next. Exactly. I, I am looking forward to that. Right? That's something kind of different, though, isn't it? That's something where you think, okay, you can actually do something it's kind of different. Comedic, yeah. Here, they're playing on a sort of without a clue kind of a model and giving more of the focus over to, like, Watson, who's played by Chiwetel Ejiofor, who basically steals the entire movie. <laughs> There's no Jason Statham in this one, by the way. He uh, seems to have bowed out with the first movie. Um, I didn't like the first. Well, why saw of it anyway? Um, I like the Sherlock Holmes element of this. I did laugh. I did think it was funny. Um, I did think it had something to say. And at times, I think the worst thing I'd say about that element of it is that sometimes it reminded me of Flushed Away because oh, of the okay. animation yeah, the style it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's London a lot of it's in the sewers a lot of modern technology things like that at one point they use a drone you know they ride a drone it's, it's 2018 exactly yeah. um, I just thought the Nomeo and Juliet stuff was terrible and I say that I, I, I can't tell you precisely why without ruining literally the final moment of the film all I can tell you is Juliet's takeaway from this movie, her, her, you know, her whole mantra, her, her culminatory message, as it were, is something that were I the father of a, of a young daughter, mm. I would be offended that she'd been brought into contact with. If I had a young daughter and she saw and ever repeated the mantra at the end of this film, I would have to put her into therapy and have it deprogrammed out of her. Uh, that it, it's it's borderline offensive, and how in 2018 this made it into a film, I don't know. Because Donald Trump. 
Uh, it's about along those wavelengths. It, right. it really is. It, but it's right. The mantra of the film, without going into actual spoilers, kind of sums up to the idea that married women shouldn't have any priority other than pleasing their husbands. That Ooh. is in a that that is in, in a, a children's film. film in 2018. Okay, seriously, Ooh. you're about to be a father. You tell me. Oh, I am. Oh yeah, you forgot. No, oh, that's 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 happening. <laughs> so has anyone tweeted? Yeah, uh, it says uh, at case plays bass you're going to be a dad it's nice when Twitter reminds you yeah, well, yeah. Oh, thanks it's, it's my monthly reminder yeah, that it's going to uh, happen <laughs> um, what is this name um, at R-S-B-O R-S-B-O okay Arsbo Arsbo okay Arsbo okay Arsbo okay Hashtag Sherlock Gnomes. Uh-huh. Hardly entertains children, let alone adults. Ooh, sick mm. burn. Okay, yeah. Uh, you or your kids will not find a worse family animation flick than this this year to watch. Interesting choice of words. Uh, boring script and not at all <laughs> that good voice acting. Music holds up, though. Two out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> well, the music's all Elton John. I don't know why. So, so clearly just a massive fan of Elton John. Massive fan of Elton John. Not really a fan of this. I think he's wrong. I think half of it sucks and the other half is half's pretty good. Well, I, I don't know if, uh, if Arsbo is a male or female or unisex name. So oh, we, yes. I, we, can't, we can't tell. I, I just assumed by the ridiculous name male. Because hmm. I, I generally assume women have better taste in usernames. But, uh, hashtag 2018. Hashtag feminism. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> On to the next one. Number one. The MCU episode 19. <laughs> it literally is, isn't it? This is 19, this isn't is it? 19. So Avengers Infinity War, which I loved, I think you loved as well. Well, yeah. It's the biggest film ever, isn't it now? Um, it's, it's the biggest superhero film ever. It's the biggest superhero. It, it's, like it's, 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 the, it's the highest highest domestic opening, which is like one of the big records that mm. people always go for. Um, I don't know if it's five or six all time yet. I, I don't know. I need to... I need to do research into that. I'll do research for later. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, I loved it. I, I I mean, end to end, I had such a great time with this. Yeah. I mean, and it is heartbreaking at times, and it's absolutely fun as all hell at others, and it's great to see certain characters finally cross paths, and it's great to see Bendit Cumberbatch back as Doctor Strange, and Spider-Man's still a joy to behold, because mm-hmm. it turns out that you can have Spider-Man in a film, and it'd actually be fun, and not the most miserable thing you've ever seen. Or emo, and uh, or you know, just shamelessly plugging Sony phones and Emma Stone's highlights. <laughs> yes. But you know, other than that, yeah, you know, <laughs> and potential spin-offs that'll never come to be, but except when they do come to be. Anyway, um, yeah. But, yeah, but I had a lot of fun with it. I think uh, the Russos knocked it out of the park. I think there's mm. been some great marketing fun had with it. I think they they pulled the wool over a lot of people's eyes with it, and they've done a tremendous job. I think it's going to be a very hard act to follow, except they've already followed it. So we're kind of just waiting for it, really, now, aren't we? We've just got an Ant-Man and Wasp to under Captain Marvel. Under Captain Marvel. It's it's kind of amazing that... Like, between the next one, we're going to have two other films. But that are set out of sequence anyway, so you think, okay, great. Well, they both will be, but I, I, I bet, like, the ends of both of them will somewhat tie in. I think there'll be, like, a post-creds or something. There's got to be a post-credits. I think for, Captain Marvel's going to have a post-credits that... Uh, oh, which well, just turns up with some I, kind of time travel thing. I think she'll get a message. Uh, a, in a, her a, post-credits. A certain message. I think she will get a message in her post-credits. A... Uh, 
a page. She may receive a page. Who knows? Just just some woman called Paige. Yeah, that's what it is. It's uh, it's it's Rose McGowan in the in the late nineties. That's what it is. Rose <laughs> McGowan in the late nineties just going to yeah. turn up and be like, "Hey, fancy the chat." Rose McGowan in the late nineties being like, "Oh look, look at this amazing film career that I've got." I really oh, hope but it doesn't get. Taken oh no, away. hang on, no, hang on. She didn't play Paige until two thousand one because Charm started in nineteen ninety eight. There you go. We are falling down a rabbit hole here. Really? I was just going to say Paige from WWE. That's the only oh, no, no. That's, she, that's the first page I think of. She played Paige in Charmed. Wow. Yeah. She, do you want me to read a tweet and then we can move on? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> please, get me out of this misery. Um, at Real Mega Wolf. That, that, that's a serious wolf. That's a soul. That's a serious wolf. That's <laughs> hardcore wolf. Yeah, though. hardcore wolf. Uh, my mum just saw hashtag Infinity War and Lord, she was not happy about that ending. Uh, literally almost went into tears but she did enjoy the movie I couldn't even get my mum to see it with the latest film news and reviews this is Off Screen the On Screen radio show and we're back, Mr. Allen. So, um, two last reviews to see us through the week then. Alright. Okay, let's talk about Jeune Femme, first of all. Say it again, but say it Sexy? More more French. More French. Jeune femme. Oh. <laughs> did you enjoy that? I did. It was like Vincent Cassell was in the room. Oh, Vinny Cassell. Right, okay, so do you remember a film about six months or so ago called Thelma? Yes, I do. Uh, no, it's not Thelma. Daphne. Daphne. We have two films. <laughs> yes, Daphne, I do. <laughs> Daphne, I'm thinking of. Thel- Thelma was the, sort of ca- was the sort of horror-ish one. Mm. Had, had the horror thing. This is a lot like Daphne. Um, this is about a, a girl in her, uh, her early 30s, uh, played by Letitia Deutsch. And uh, Ooh, she, good plays, name. she plays Paula. She's a sort of aimless young woman. Uh, she's in her late, th- in her early thirties. She's just been dumped. She's sort of milling around, just trying to find something to do. Really, she finds friends to hang out with and finds places to sort of squat for a few weeks. And she's basically generally aimless. And that's the movie. That that really is it. Mm. it it's kind of like that. It's kind of like Daphne. If you removed the uh, the 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 shop uh, robbery element from it, um, but the whole thing in this case is the idea that she's doing this in the big city in Paris, and if I can do it here, I can do it anywhere, kind of thing. Um, great performance from uh, Letitia Dosh. Um, solid direction from Lenore Sorrell. Um I, I really went for it. I thought it had some fun. I thought it had some charm. I thought it, it knew when to go dark. It knew when to go mm. for that grim mumble core. The all is lost moment kind of a thing. You know the all is lost moment from American Dad? <laughs> the all is lost <laughs> moment. It knows when to do that. It does it a lot. Um, but I did. I, I did really enjoy it. I thought it had insight into a character who wasn't conventionally likable. Mm. She, she is quite an unlikable character, but the way that she's uh, she's played, the way that she's portrayed, they they do give her depth that you can you can kind of step back and go, yeah, I you know we all have that kind of friend. I, I, if you don't, it's you. But uh, you know, like I don't, it's me. You know. That's how it works, and it's very much that kind of a character. I really, and it makes the film wholeheartedly. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, great performance, as I say, from Tish Dodge. Um, Suleiman Say Nadai. 
Nice. Also excellent in there as her, really her only sort of, I would say, actual friend. He's sort of a colleague, who, security guard in the shop in which she works. And they, they have quite a bit of charming friendship. It's, it's, it's quite heartwarming. Um, but yeah, I, I really liked it. It's worth checking out. If you do get the chance to check it out, do. It's, um, it was also surprisingly short. It was a nice tidy 97. Ooh. Apparently big at Cannes last year. But, uh, uh Cannes, I think. Cannes. Cannes. I, I thought it was Cannes. <laughs> Not cannies. No, that's be war. I've been that's, saying cannies for years. That's be war. Shall we have afterwards? Oh, okay. So you have, they have, you have cans. And then, so you have cans and cannies. I remember cannies. Oh, okay, right. Okay, as long as I know. Mm. I'm sorry. I apologise. My favourite fact about uh, can. Do you know we have the big award which is called the Palm Door? Yeah. The year when uh, the artist was there, yeah. they gave a special award to the artist called the Palm Dog, because there was a little dog in the artist. <laughs> My favourite ever can story is um, the reason Mark Kermode will never go back to can. What is this? <laughs> um, apparently he lost his rag the first time he ever went, and it's in his book. And he, he still references it all the time because his wife went to Cannes this mm. year. His partner uh, went to Cannes. And uh, he, he made a quite a big song and dance about the fact that he wasn't going. <laughs> and apparently stood up in the middle of, I think it was the idiots, and screamed out, Il est mad! <laughs> and then left the room. And do you know what? Having seen the idiots, yeah, I would. Fair. I would too. Yeah. So, so it's like him, Lars von Trier, persona non grata. Exactly. Yeah, except Lars is allowed back now for some reason. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Weird that one. And his new film seems to be very divisive. I've, I've not seen it. Well, I've not seen the trailer. It'd be it'd be weird if he released a film but wasn't divisive. Well, apparently, it's deranged. Is it? It's one with Matt Dillon, isn't it? Yes, it is. Because I was, I was the, surprised by that. The house that Jack built. Yes, I think it is. Yeah, we should watch the trailer later. I've not yes, seen the trailer. We should. Um, speaking of trailers, mm. how good is Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody? Like, that looks so great. Very good. I, I saw that teaser and I was like, I don't know. And then I saw the the main teaser. Mm-hmm. I, I want yeah. to address a controversy a about better. that with you in the podcast extras, by the way. Okay. There is a controversy about that trailer. There's not a great deal of news, so let's just do some trailer talks. There's been some bloody amazing trailers <laughs> really like, the last couple of days. Okay, so final review then. Uh, I want to talk about Film Worker. Mm. Um, this one, do you know you would have loved this? I think, I, I'll see if I can find you, if the link is still, uh, you know, around, I'll see if I can see if I find it for you. This is the story of uh, Leon Vitali, who was an actor in Barry Lyndon. Oh, right. right. So, you know, uh, Stanley Kubrick's iconic period piece, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, he's, you can see the picture of him right here. I'm on the point of the IMDb page. That is Leon Vitali. Handsome and man. Handsome man. After Barry Lyndon, he, well, over the course of filming Barry Lyndon, he formed a friendship with Stanley Kubrick to the extent that they became effectively partners. Kubrick would make the films. Vitali would become, as as uh, Matthew Rodine tells us at one point, basically became his Igor. <laughs> That's how Matthew Rodine tells us during the production of uh, Full Metal Jacket. He basically thought of Leon Vitali as sort of his Igor figure. Do you know what's weird? There was something of a resemblance between him and uh, Tom Waits in uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yes. Weirdly, yes, there yeah, is. Just look at that. Yeah, there the really is. And... He has that exact look, doesn't he? Um, I've got a clip. This will set up nicely for you. I was doing theatre, television, prestige, costume dramas, BBC, one-off plays, cop dramas, sitcoms. I shocked you, didn't I? A phone call came through, and my agent told me, you've got the role in Stanley Kubrick's picture. Can you imagine? Ah, can you imagine? I almost passed out. Leon was a spirit, the apprentice, that all of a sudden one day became the master with all the answers. Daddy, you got to listen to Stanley. 
Look scared. Look back. Look back. Left Danny. Turn right. Look around now. Hesitate. He was my acting coach. Come play with us, Danny. It wasn't even in the script that they were twins. I was just looking for someone who was good. And he looked at it and he just said, well, it's no question, is it? This is a story I didn't know about. And it's a story that's continuing now. Um, because they've picked the perfect week to release this, because obviously this week sees the 4K restoration of 2001 in cinemas mm. on, on limited release. Is it this week, last week, maybe? Um, what you've got to say, this is put together by Tony Ziera. Um, over the course of 90 minutes, what we get is a look at the world of Stanley Kubrick from the person who was basically stood next to him the entire time. Mm. And he's not afraid to tell you exactly how difficult Kubrick was. It's kind of known how difficult Kubrick was. Um, it's less known, for instance, that uh, Vitaly stepped into more or less complete eyes wide shut, that Vitaly has been basically driving the legacy of Kubrick in all the, the years. It's been about two decades now, hasn't it? So what, since he died? Since, yes. Almost. Um, he died during Eyes Wide Shut was 98, wasn't it? 98, was, was it just after Eyes Wide Shut? Because he was in pre-production on AI. I don't think he'd completed Eyes Wide Shut fully, though. I don't know. If I remember, if I mean, according to the film, he hadn't. Anyway, um, I mean, I can just go on Wikipedia right now. You can. Yeah, so, I, I, I will um, do that. talking heads on this one, you prepare to have your mind blown. David Byrne. <laughs> so, uh, first and foremost, Danny Lloyd. I've just knocked the iPad over. I apologize. So, uh, Danny Lloyd. Take um, that, Apple. Yep, take that, Apple. There we are. So, actually, Danny Lloyd from The Shining played Danny. Uh, he's in there. Ryan O'Neill. From uh, Barry Lyndon, obviously. Mm. Matthew Modine, Full Metal Jacket. Stellan Skarsgård turns up. No way. Yeah. Stellan Skatesboard. And in a moment that abs- I did, I wasn't prepared for, I absolutely broke my heart. R. Lee Ermey turns up. Oh, no. Oh, I know. Because he died so recently as yeah, well. Yeah, like a couple of weeks ago. Something. And the, yes, they play the iconic clip. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I need to watch that film again. I love that film. <laughs> I love Full Metal Jacket so much. Um, Penilla August, Lisa Leone, Chris Jenkins. Just there's such a great, and there's, there's also a look at a, a side of the film business that you don't really get to see very often, which is the distribution end. Hmm. The, you know, the, the, the end that you and I have dealt with, you know, dealing with press agents and things like that and going to, for instance, Dean Street and things like that. And it looks into, like, Warner Brothers Home End and things like that. And you look at the relationship between Kubrick and how he, he didn't respond well to, to, you know, early release of his films and he wasn't a big fan of this and that. And it's a really interesting story. If you've ever been fascinated by Kubrick, if you've, you know, been the film student who did the thing we all do, which is I'm going to sit and I'm going to watch uh, The Shining and I'm going to pick it apart frame by frame, because we all tried to do it at uni, um, you're going to look at this and think, wow, this is the missing piece of the puzzle. And it really is. He's a compelling figure. He cuts a good yarn. Um, he provides insight that you honestly never would have considered. And he gives you a view into the world of Kubrick that you, you never in a million years thought you would have. It's a genuinely fascinating story. The reason I say about he, he's continuing a legacy to this day, by the way, is he's responsible for these restorations. Mm. Because he's going down the route of, look, Stanley wouldn't have wanted this, he wants this. And I know the film's better than anyone because I was there for every every single frame. And it's a great story. You would absolutely love this. Cannot sell it to you higher and higher enough than that. I will find it at my nearest Curzon, I'm sure. Uh, I think it is. Uh, uh, hang on, it's film work. It's Dog Wolf, so probably showroom. Okay. Probably no, showroom in Sheffield. Uh, maybe Curzon, but yeah. So film worker, absolutely loved it. Big fan. Um, but yes, I... Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm intrigued enough to give it 
film of the week, to be honest. Oh, Over Deadpool 2. Over Deadpool 2. Because ah. this is a piece of film history that you really never, ever, ever thought would exist. And Deadpool 2 is just a piece of film. And Deadpool is... Uh, it's good. It's a somewhat it's, rushed it's sequel to a better original. You know, I'll go with that. With some laughs. And a unicorn. And not enough blind owl. Anyway. Uh, I, I used to remember laughter when, <laughs> when my dad was still around. What is with you? To, is this because you're expecting? Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it is. It's, it's making it? me wistful. <laughs> making you wistful? Yeah. Are you wisting? Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Are you full of wist? I am full. <laughs> if, if you squeeze me, I'll just... Wist comes out. Wist will come out. Wist pours out of your ears and nostrils. I will squeak wist. Whatever wist is. <laughs> Pause from every orifice. What's next week? <laughs> let's, let's move on. Let's move on to something less wisty, shall we? <laughs> next week, uh, we have Edie next week with what, Sheila what, Hancock. What is, what is Edie? Uh, Sheila Hancock climbs a mountain. Cool. Okay. Uh, we've got Show Dogs. <gasps> Can't wait. Cannot wait. Um, I'm going to let you know something. Yeah. That's what I've embargo- been embargoed on for the last month. Is it? It is. Oh, I'm excited. I've been embargoed on it for about a month. Um, we've got uh, the animated film The Breadwinner. That's next month, next week as well. Oh, finally. Uh, the Little Vampire, which is animated film. Uh, we've got the documentary This Is Congo. We've got the documentary Zama. We've got the documentary The Rape of Recky Taylor. We, you'd hope that's a documentary because it'd be a terrible title for a rom-com. Yep. And uh, Solo, a Star Wars story, is cool. next week. So, yeah. How, I mean, how, how, how are we feeling? I'd have preferved Lando with Star Wars. <laughs> if you stick around with podcast extras, you might have some news about that. What? This is Coruscant. <laughs> a, shirtless, a shirtless Donald Glover. This is Coruscant. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, yes, we you, need that. You want that? How has he not done that as a funny or How many video? times have you listened to This Is America or well, at least watched that video? Uh, about twice, actually. Oh, really? Is that yeah, all? Only about twice. I have a busy life, man. Uh, really busy. I only got to watch. The, I don't think I got to watch the Defiant ones finally yesterday. And I've still not watched it. Oh I need my to watch god, it so good! Our podcast actors, podcast actors. Anyway, we've got all those to come and more next week off screen. In the meanwhile, this has been a candy story for on screen. I've been Van Connor, and I have been Deadpool um, too. <laughs> we'll be back. Just show me the way to get out of here, and I'll be on my way. You've been listening to Off Screen. For more news and reviews, visit onscreenfilm.com. News, 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 news. This is the news. We have no news. <laughs> really? Seriously, like, there's, <laughs> very there's, there's, there's very, very little. I'll, I'll talk about something that you kind of alluded to when you didn't even mean to. You, you're um, going to tell me something about uh, this is this is America or Donald Glover? This is a Lando movie. Oh. Are we getting a Lando movie? Yes. Excellent. Uh, Captain, uh, Captain Kennedy has said yeah. that Lando movie is next. Oh, fantastic. Which... Okay, I mean, of, of, I'm in. Of course it is. Yeah. Well, let's talk about oh, Margot Kidder died this last week. Yes, she was that, that's years old. one of the biggest pieces of news. Yeah, very sad. That, that broke my yeah. heart. My wife didn't know who she was. Oh, no. And when I said, it's Lois Lane, and she was like, no, that's Terry Hatcher case. Because <laughs> Cassie, <laughs> Cassie attests that the most famous Superman is Dean Cain. No, no, the best Superman is Dean Cain, but... <laughs> I'm kidding, no. no the second best Superman is Dean Cain. Yeah. He is TV Superman. And Terry Hatcher is TV's Lois Lane. TV's Dean Cain. TV's 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 Dean Cain. Like, you have TV's Kevin Sorbo. You don't have (laughs) Kevin Sorbo. Exactly, yeah. Um, Oh, this is not really in our wheelhouse, but I feel like we have to talk about it anyway. So, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, should we do... Let's do do some news about TV. Uh, Well, there has been big. big, What's what's the S.H.I.E.L.D. I I have to talk about S.H.I.E.L.D. because it does tie into the films. 
Oh, okay. Right. So, you know, there's always been this love-hate relationship between Marvel TV and Marvel films. I'm aware. Now, it's a very one-sided hate. Mm. Uh, Marvel TV loves Marvel films. Marvel films does not love Marvel TV. No, no. So, um, recently, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, had its 100th episode, and then its sort of final story arc. And that was it's that's sort of taken the place of about the last eight episodes. Um, it's recently been revealed that the storyline that's going on is happening simultaneously with the events of Infinity War. And that, Snap. And that the arrival of Thanos is what's kicked off these events. So, an entire year's worth of Marvel television has actually been because of Thanos. So... This creates a bit of a problem, of course. Spoiler alert: mm. given the end of Infinity War, so how do you do, how do you deal with that? Because obviously, this this season can end, but regardless of the cliffhanger, you know, season six yeah. would have to begin in a way that would have to reference the events of What's the going next on? Avengers movie. You send half of the cast on holiday. <laughs> that would work. Yeah. Um, however, uh, ABC and Marvel have come up with a new strategy, which is delay it a year. <laughs> Yeah. Take a year off, and we'll get a half a season in one go next summer. So next summer you can... That's a smart move. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's enough Marvel shows. It's much tighter. Oh, yeah. There's enough of them. Too many. Cloak and Dagger starting this next week. I've not watched Runaways. I've not watched past the first episode of Runaways. I've heard pretty good things. It's got season two as well coming. Has it? Okay. Uh, Inhumans was... That's being cancelled. Was an abortion. Um, Yeah. Uh, what else is the? I mean, Netflix series are pretty much u- usually great. Yeah, and the the trailer for Luke Cage season two. two. Oh, can't wait. So down. I tell you what, we've got a trailer. What do we do? Just show, just show someone kicking the unbreakable dude's ass. Yeah, yeah, that's in. that's all we need. Yeah, and that's it. So we're going to get a delay for a year so that Marvel TV can show some respect to its abusive older brother. Yeah, I mean. How, how nice is that? Yeah. Like, uh, that love does not go both ways. Did you see about all the TV shows that were cancelled and then one was revived because the internet basically said, no, no, you, you don't do that. No. Well, for, for damn good reason, it was Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Nine-Nine! Nice! Yeah, you don't, you don't mess with that show. <laughs> no, you do not. It's, it's fan ba- I didn't realise how kind of rabid its fan base was. <laughs> Tyler, your sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh. <laughs> such a good series. Terry loves yogurt. <laughs> All on Netflix. Get it watched. Anyway, um, yeah, it's been picked up uh, by NBC, um, who, who made it anyway because it's you know universally uh, Universal actually make the show. Mm. It was Fox that were airing it, so now yeah. it's going to be Universal who make it and effectively Universal who broadcast it as well. And they're fine with that. Yeah, yeah. they're good. Um, I think because that news was so big, I then didn't know that uh, Last Man on Earth had been cancelled and the Mick and as the well. Mick. We only had one season, but I had uh, uh, Sweet D from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, no, no, I had two seasons. Oh, did it? I thought two. it was one. And I think... What I didn't hear great things about it. I really enjoyed it, actually. How oh, did you? Once, you? once you got into the sort of nihilism mm. of it, it was pretty good. Um, so, we, we got to talk about trailers as well. Oh, I mean, let's, 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 hang on. Um, t- Sigma TV. What else for TV? Fascinating story. Fascinating story. So, Lethal Weapon. How have we not spoken about this? Oh my god, this was this was a doozy. So they made a Lethal Weapon TV show, mm. and it was actually pretty good. Not bad. It's not bad, is it? It's better than Rush Hour. A bet, much better than Rush Hour. Mm. Um, but they 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 had some problems. It seems the actor they got to play Martin Riggs, aka TV's Mel Gibson, in this case, Clayton Crawford, mm. turns out bit of a git. Turns out he 
was like Mel Gibson. Yeah, it turns out he's a lot like, yeah. 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 I mean, when you cast someone to be Mel Gibson, it turns out you, turns out you, you just get, cast Mel Gibson. Yeah, you get your own personal Mel Gibson. <laughs> um, I love that song, Crash Mode. <laughs> <laughs> your own personal <laughs> Gibson. <laughs> well, um, they've, got, they've got Sean William Scott to replace him. Yes. Not as the character, because apparently the last season ended with him being shot and put in a coma. Oh, so Riggs is just going to be in a coma. Riggs is just going to be in a damn coma. And this is because no, I'm not. I mean, Rick Riggs is crazy. So yeah, yeah, Rick Riggs is crazy. But um, they've not confirmed this yet. There is a rumor that Sean William Scott is playing Riggs's brother. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's never been referenced in the series, and they actually had a specific episode that showed him as a young boy, as an only child, with a friend he saw as a brother, played by a different actor with a different name. Right. So just yeah. just have him as like a cousin or just Well just have who's... him as a person. He doesn't need to be anyone. He could literally rock up as Sean William Scott. I'd I'd take that. This acting thing didn't work out. I thought I'd kill people. <laughs> have it be like an it's always sunny uh, crossover. Have him be country Mac. <laughs> country rigs. <laughs> country rigs, yeah. <laughs> oh he's city rigs. I think we already had country rigs yes. and city rigs. Um good God. Um do you know somebody called James Ranson? James who? James Ranson or no. James Ransone? Don't know. Apparently, he's going to be playing the character of Eddie in It Chapter Two. No, I don't know. Have you have a picture of him there? Is yeah, there and, I, and, I'll, and I'll show you the picture in in just okay, a second. Okay. Um, so this dude was in uh, The Wire. Oh, of course, he's in the, yeah, I, I do recognise him now. Uh, he's in The Wire. He's in uh, Sinister. Um, do Do you know? Well, can you remember what Eddie looks like? He's he's the one that's. Yeah, he absolutely hates germs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The hypochondriac one. The hypochondriac yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, the hypochondriac one. Yes, yeah. yes, I do remember him. That's the guy that's probably going to be playing him. Oh, my God. Yes, I know the that guy, is, and that is good that casting. Is perfect casting. That is really... He, he looks like if you tried to do a porn parody of Modern Family, you'd get him to play <laughs> Phil Dunphy. A little bit, yeah. You really would. He yeah. would be Phil Dunphy in the porn parody. Mm. I'm trying to think of a pun. I know you are. Oh my god! Bearing in mind, you're trying to make a porn parody of a film of, of a show where they're pretty much all related. So be very careful about. <laughs> <laughs> Not all related. I, I mean, I, I guess if you just keep a couple's Cameron, uh, Cameron, and the uh, the Dunphy's daughters aren't related. So you know, there's you that. Also, isn't isn't Cameron gay though? <laughs> semantics. <laughs> We'll, we'll work it out in post. Don't worry. Semantics. You know, voiceover, we can fix all that. <laughs> Voice, voiceover. Somebody get me any- Eric Stone Street on the phone. <laughs> voiceover can fix anything in the edit. Hey, look at Blade Runner. Exactly. <laughs> anyway. Um, we're going to talk about some trailers. We're going to talk about some trailers. Let's do some yeah. trailers and then let's leave. Okay, Bohemian Rhapsody. What a trailer. Mm. I, I'm i blown away by this trailer. I think I'm going to watch it again. But I loved it. Yeah, very good. Right, there is an issue going on with Bohemian Rhapsody Online. But it's not Sasha Baron Cohen. Well, there is that. That's an issue going on inside my own head, because constantly inside my mind, there is a little mini-me bashing against the inside of my soul, my skull, screaming, Why isn't it Sasha Baron Cohen? Yeah. Um, I don't think that's why I'm going to enjoy it that much. Yeah. Uh, damn you, Brian May. Anyway, um, <laughs> damn you, Roger Taylor. Because <laughs> um, it's those two, specifically. Yeah. Anyway, and, and John Deacon, I don't really care, because you've probably got nothing to do with this anymore. Yeah, no yeah. no one cares about anyone about anyone who isn't Roger Taylor or Brian May, so... So John Deacon. <laughs> <laughs> he 
he's fine. He's living off his royalties. Probably, I imagine he's got a farm. Probably, yeah. yeah. That's what you do when you've been in like a successful British pop act. You go and you farm. That is what you do. The guitarist from Faith No More, I feel like Faith No More, is a uh, pumpkin farmer. That, believe it or not, is where the parody in Popstar comes from. The parody of that is character. Is it actually? That is what it's meant to be. It is a riff on that. On that. That's amazing. Because he went and became a weed farmer. Well, he became what looked like a sort of chicken farmer. Yeah. Then it's revealed that he was a weed farmer. A weed farmer. But the issue with Eamon Rhapsody yeah. is when the trailer went online, it also went online with a new synopsis from Fox. Oh, and I... that synopsis refers to Freddie Mercury as battling a, a life-threatening illness. And so we'll show a lot of... Mm, so Amazing. people have taken a little bit of an issue right. online with, oh my God, they're whitewashing that it was AIDS and that Freddie was gay. And he had gay sex with men. And you're like, okay, a couple of points there. <clears throat> I just, I just don't think that's the thing that they would say just in the, no, the they, premise. they wouldn't say on the premise. Yeah. Um, but there is an issue there as well. All these people kicking off. Oh, Freddie Mercury, they, don't want, they want to whitewash that Freddie Mercury was gay. Which, wait, hold the yeah, effing phone. You've just, you've Fred, just seen it. Freddie, Freddie, Freddie Mercury was gay. Ah, he wasn't. That's the thing. Freddie Mercury was not gay at all. Freddie Mercury was bisexual. Hmm? Actually, yeah. Yes. Mm. So, okay. Now... If you want to really get into the semantics of it, actually, Hollywood has more of an issue with bisexuals than it does with gay men and gay women. Because mm. Hollywood refuses to believe that bisexuals are an actual thing. You only ever hear bisexuals referenced in comedies, generally. Hence the end of Dodgeball, if you remember quite famously. Yeah. Yes. Remember that? Bisexual is just a, a, a catch-all and, and for, she turns you can have a, three, a three-way. Yeah, that's she turns around and she's like, I'm bisexual, and then she gets with this yeah. one. Oh, I'm bisexual. Let's have a threesome. Yeah. That, that's basically how it tends to work. Hollywood has a very, very difficult time with bisexuality. Has an easier time with homosexuality and heterosexuality, obviously, mm. but a really difficult time with bisexuality. Yeah. And that is why you should be annoyed with Bohemian Rhapsody. Not because they won't mention that he was gay, because he wasn't. There's a million documentaries on on Freddie Mercury that you can watch that will fill in the gaps for you. But uh, I'm going to bite my tongue and not say anything after you just said fill in the gaps. Okay, there we are. Tyler, you sexed up. <laughs> what are the trailers? Uh, black ca- uh, Black Clansman. Uh, uh, that Clansman. Oh, oh my god, god, such a good trailer. I've just shown you that. It was amazing. I, I mean, I'm so in. What's Denzel Washington's son's name? John David Washington? I th- think something like yeah. Yeah. Is it John David? might be David. I don't know. Something like that, isn't it? <laughs> Whatever you want. He's isn't got it- like the whitest two first names in the world, though, hasn't he? That, yeah. That's basically it. <laughs> it's, 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 the, it's like the Wesley Snipes thing. <laughs> Wesley he- Snipes, you think of me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, we watched Mile 22 as well. Yeah, and I'm excited about like it now because Mission Impossible. It is Peterberg's Mission Impossible. Yeah. Dog in a second. I'm excited because it's got your boy from Berade. It's Eco, got Eco, Eco, Eco Uwe. I've been saying Uwe. Uwe. I've been saying Uwe. If you are Al Pacino, you would say Uwe. Uwe. <laughs> it's also it's an action movie that features Ronda Rousey and Lauren Cohen. So oh yeah, boom, yeah. take all my money right now. Yeah. But uh, just you give me you give me Ronda with an assault rifle and you, you got me for a hundred minutes. And it's got that Mark Wahlberg thing of where like he says a question and then immediately answers his own question. Yes, yes, he does that a lot, yeah. doesn't he? Does he do that? Yeah, he does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then also we watched the new Mission Impossible trailer, <gasps> which is so good. Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued by this. That Christopher McQuarrie, he's all right. 
He's he knows how he knows how to point a camera. Does old uh, does old Chris? Yeah, he, he knows how to write a script as well. <laughs> really I, I kind of I always saw him as being like the action equivalent of Aaron Sorkin for some reason. I think it's because at one point they look vaguely similar. I don't know. Chris McQuarrie does have a legacy that kind of would suggest as much, wouldn't it? A little bit, yeah. A little bit. I'm just looking through the news to see if there's in anything. Apparently, there's been sequel talks for Willow. That's yeah. A thing. <laughs> Uh, giant, who cares? Yeah. Um, uh, Mad Martigan, that's who cares. Who? Exactly. <laughs> I just gave you one of the main character names. You didn't even know it was. Have you seen uh, how Michael Shannon was looking at Ken, by the way? Oh, I know, it's beautiful. You tell it's, me in his, in, his, in his yellow Hawaiian shirt mm. and blue-tinted transparent, uh, transparent framed glasses that he isn't the coolest man alive. He was on, he was on G- Jimmy Fallon talking about playing a James Bond villain because there's loads of rumours. <laughs> because he looks like this currently, that he's going to be the next Bond villain. Oh, um, man, should, we, so should, should we end on some news about Jordan Peele? Yes, let's. I, I, I'm I'm always happy for anything with Jordan yeah. Peele. Yeah, um, they have formally announced his new film. Have they? Oh, yes, they did. Yeah, with with a poster, uh, which um, is a quite a nice, cryptic, very artsy uh, teaser yeah. poster, isn't it? It's got something of a like an Elmer Bernstein kind of a quality. Well, well, it, kind of, it kind of it looks like a. I think it's meant to be like a Rorschach painting. Yeah, but that's but the thing, though, because two, two heads or two. I think so. When he was making Get Out, he did reference about that he was very big on making an Ira Eleven movie. Hmm. Like he wanted to make the kind of movie Ira Eleven would be. So this teaser post, do you think? Yeah, that's that's in keeping that's with that. Totally, yeah. So what's the title again? Is it? It's called Us. That's it. Which is a, it's a ominous, good title. ominous title. That could be about literally anything, or more specifically, two people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> or it could be um, could um, be about black people. We don't know. That it could be. It could be. go with that as a meaning. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's got a pretty amazing cast. Um, Elizabeth Moss is going to be in it. Yes. Blue Peter Nyong'o is going to be in it. Lou Peter, you're so fine, you're so fine, you blow my mind. Lou Peter! Lou Peter! And uh, Winston Duke. Yes, Mbaku! Mbaku! Bafa! Bafa! I love me some Mbaku stuff. Me too. Uh, this is the. Do you know, it's only when you step back that you realise we have the nerdiest goddamn conversation. Oh, we do. We, yeah. we really do. <laughs> oh my God. I've been talking about Mbaku a lot recently, though. He's, he's I, great. I feel like I don't talk about Mbaku enough in my life. But I am a vegetarian, <laughs> which is the most brilliantly salivating yeah. line in that movie, uh, and also now on Home End. So check out Black Panther every chance you get. Mm. Um, yeah, that's, that's that's really it. Oh, we never said with Deadpool, by the way. Mm. Uh, you and I agreed on this. Uh, best end credits gags of a movie this side of Guardians Two. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Up there. If not that, I think I prefer it. You prefer Guardians Two? I definitely prefer this post credits. To Guardians 2. Yeah, I'll give you that. Because it, it fixes the timeline. Yeah, yeah, there is that. There, there is that. Although it does kind of mean that Deadpool 3 has some explaining to do. But anyway, never mind. No, now that you know that. I just want Peter. I'll be, I'll be Peter back. <laughs> you just want Peter back. <laughs> well, we shall, we shall see. We shall see. Right, I think we've, we've yacked enough for one week. Although it's been nice to be back. It has, yeah. yeah it's been nice. This is like our sort of group therapy session every week. <laughs> it has turned uh, out to be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, do you want to cue it out? Uh, here it is, your moment of Sir Nicholas Cage. This first. Tell me! I, yes, I, I think it's... Yeah. How to get burned? How to get burned? I, how to get burned? How to get burned? I don't know! How to get burned? How to get burned? I, how to get burned? How to get burned?